0: Are you saying boo or boo-erns? boo earns? I was saying boo
1: Hello, and welcome to the Gridiron Show and. It's nearly week three. I've I've genuinely lost pace of where we are at this point. We are recording this podcast at four in the morning right now. There are ten minutes left of Thursday night football, and it is one of the worst primetime games I have ever watched, and I watched the 49ers and Rams to open up the season. That's what we're talking about, plus all the previews and your tweets. This is The Gridiron Show. Welcome to the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin and Ollie Hunter in studio. How are you this fine morning, Ollie?
0: Uh, I'm a bit ill. I'm, Ooh, I'm I don't not like that. Well, it's good that there's a glass of uh, two glasses. So, why did you come us. in here and see me at the start? Uh, I missed you. Um, <laughs> you are sat. <laughs> in the exact chair that Ed O'Brien sat in I am in. sat in the exact chair Ed O'Brien is sat in that's why it's got the Virgin Radio UK
1: thing um I've had a I've had a great week I um, I went out drinking last night and then have come in here to do this podcast at four in the morning. So, if it's a tad ropey, I apologise for that now. But I went and met my old LBC chums and uh, had a whale of a time.
0: Uh, Oh, the same guys that uh, you invited me out with the other time.
1: Yeah, same group, same crew. Uh, Except there were only about three of us. But, yeah, it was lovely. (laughs) Um, Yesterday, I hung out with Molly King from the Saturday and her dog. That was the Saturday, the Saturdays. It's with an S, isn't it? Um... Ed O'Brien came into the studio uh, after my show was done from Radiohead. Oh uh, wait, uh, Molly King and her dog, hot, the, she, the hot blonde one from the Saturdays. Basically, this yeah, is yeah, this yeah, is yeah. utterly yeah. ridiculous. So my wife, who we're the right generation where the Saturdays were like popular when we were teenagers, I think. Otherwise, my wife's a bit sad, or at least she is. She's a few years younger than me. I'm telling you what, man. She I been the Saturdays
0: uh, a good, good three or band. four
1: years. Before I think they're a good your, pop band.
0: After your time.
1: My time, maybe, but not Sarah's time. That's what I'm saying.
0: No, no it was Sarah's time, not yeah, your time. But
1: my point is... is what is your point? Sarah, combined with the fact that she was a Saturdays fan, is also a complete Instagram sado. Like, she's on Instagram almost as much as I'm on Twitter talking about the NFL. Actually, you need to talk to her about Instagram. She's not great on her hashtag game. Uh, I, I, yeah, but you're too much on your hashtag game. You you hashtag too much, Ollie. You are like 18 hashtags on one Instagram, and it's too much. No one actually searches hashtags on Instagram. That's not a thing. It's a thing. Nobody actually uses them. They do. You a, ha- a good hashtag should just be something funny that you put on a tweet.
0: Listen, mate. You don't have to be mean.
1: <laughs> so this is. Uh, wait for it, because this is utterly ludicrous. My wife, uh, I, like. She has shown me a picture of Molly King's dog on Instagram and gone, look how cute this dog is. So, yesterday, whilst at work, and the dog came in, and Molly King came in to do a thing for Virgin, I took a photo of Molly King's dog with me, and I went, big name from the world of popping today, can you guess who it is from their dog? She must have tweeted me, texted me back, considering she was at work, within about 15 seconds going, Molly King, obviously
0: utterly ridiculous uh live checking who what molly king's dog looked oh
1: it's a it's a -a cockapoodle it's tiny a -a cockapoo but yeah ed o'brien came in from radiohead to do it he's done like an hour long interview with edith bowman that's really really good and i was sat in my studio i'd just finished my show i was actually going to cheekily watch mr robot whilst i was at work and do it but in my studio so none of the bosses could see and it was the finale and i wanted to watch it and i looked up and i saw ed o'brien walk past and i was like is that Ed Bryan from Radiohead. She really is a beautiful woman, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Um, Sorry. (laughs) And I... Yeah, I... I, Obviously, I went to see Radiohead in Berlin a couple of weeks ago. They're my favourite band. So I just snuck into the studio where you're sat there and I went and chatted to the guy and I was like, oh, look, um came to see redhead in berlin a couple of weeks ago you would you mind if i came in and sat in on the interview just sat at the back there and the guy was like uh yeah yeah that's fine but it's nothing to do with me and ends up this guy was there he's their pr manager and he has been working with the band since they were on a friday Uh. in like 1985 so i kind of quietly picked his brains a little bit what but while they set up the interview but then once the interview started he obviously wanted to listen over it and you know see what he was saying and and ended up as ed o'brien's first interview for five years and it was brilliant it was so much fun and they're going to do more dates next year which is very exciting so um yeah i'm i had a whale of time combine that
0: with the fact can can i just ask you you were quiet for an hour uh, nearly an hour yeah wow i think i said a couple of things that's glorious. um, great punts. The
1: the the one thing I will say for Thursday night football is the <laughs> like bump w- the quality of the punting has been excellent. You're
0: such a British American football fan. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissette
1: has only gone, those kickings. <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby Brissett has only got 103 yards through the air. Um, they have had short field on two separate occasions, thanks to not muffed punts, but uh, but fumbled punt or kickoff returns. It's just been the ugliest game of football. The Patriots, admittedly have been really impressive and uh, when you consider that yes they have had to go in there with a guy who's not only taken snaps in the NFL in the second half of that game last weekend and they've schemed brilliantly for the Texans defense they've run lots of stunts they've run lots of like sweeps with Edelman they've done so many things to knock the likes of JJ Watt off their game put pressure on them They've looked great defensively as well. It's been a great performance from the Patriots, but as a neutral fan, it's been an ugly, horrendous game of football to watch. I mean, we're currently watching, with six minutes left, uh, Brock Osweiler pinned back in his own end zone due to the quality of that punting from Ryan Allen uh and he's having to throw the ball away it's just it's a complete mess it's an utter mess he's 20 of 33 172 yards and an interception uh blunt's having a day on the ground 102 yards two touchdowns compare that with lamar miller's yeah he's on just over three yards an attempt at the moment and i don't think actually lamar miller's run badly today he's caught a couple of
0: good passes out you, of you the can't read but... too much into lamar miller's form I think what you do have to look at there he goes, he gets done again after. Made from the seven or eight yards on that, but yeah, but you can't you can't read too much into that. I think what you can read into is how good the Patriots defence is, how bad Brock Osweiler looks and how bad the the offence as a whole as a whole and the lack of ideas that Bill O'Brien has. Which is amazing, because Bill O'Brien, actually, if you look at the way they've played over the last two years, has
1: been offensively very clever. And they did come out the first drive in the second half. They came out and had a really good drive. And you're thinking, yep, they're moving it here. This could be half decent. And then they go three and out just outside of uh, field goal range, and it completely ruins it. And I just... The, the Patriots are playing this kind of bend don't break defence where they're allowing to give up short yards I mean the tight end Griffin must be on 7 or 8 catches at this point uh, but is well under the 50 yard mark because he's just being allowed these little mm. 5, 6 yard completions let them make up the little gains there was a point uh, uh, when the, it's been one of those weird games that's been about field position I, I mentioned the punting but there was a point in the first half when the score was 10 nothing oh I should have Tip drill, where's your tip drill, boys? Should have picked that one off. Um there was a point in the first half where the Patriots were three and fifteen on around about their own ten, their own fifteen, and you just think, right, get a stop here. The punt can't get past much past your own forty, good field position, you'll you'll be alright. Yeah. Mm. They gave up a 16-yard gain to Danny Amendola where their safeties in their corners sat too deep trying to cover the big play. They brought the house beyond that. Jacoby Brissett got the ball out quickly and Amandola just split the, split the uh, corner and the safety and just about made the gain. And it was just the most frustrating play to watch again as a neutral because you're just going, well, that's almost game done there and then. By the way, the Patriots, when they win now, because they they have already won technically, well, uh, they've won. By the, listen have listened. Yes, exactly. Uh, Half time. Yeah, they will be seventy seven and zero. Whoa! They have never lost a game at Foxborough if they have a halftime lead.
0: That's insane, isn't
1: it? It's almost like you. Well, I should have just turned this off at halftime when they were ten nothing up. You could have caught
0: a couple more rounds of Z's.
1: Exactly, but I didn't. And there we go. But do that's you know, that's what you do for this show. <laughs> I'm, I like that one, Gavin. Do you know the other reason that um, I've had a great week this week? Uh, no. Because the other morning, I was just, just sat, chilling, enjoying, it was kind of, kind of 7, 8 in the morning, getting on my work. I think it's a little 20 minutes I have off in the middle of the show. Sure, yeah. And I get a text message from my mate Sam, who's moved to Malaysia. And uh, he, wo- he used to work at LBC with me beautiful girlfriend lovely man but, what's his surname uh i was trying to remember the other day because he's because the problem is he's now on facebook he's done that thing where he uses like his middle name instead of his surname so you're not searchable on facebook um lovell sam lovell there we go i just remembered it um he uh, sam sent me a message and just went look who's just popped up on my TV." And sent me a picture of the Food Network, one of the very few English channels that they have in Malaysia. And who should be there but Ollie Hunter on Street Eat from what must have been, what, seven years ago? Seven, eight years, yeah. Seven, eight years ago, with longish hair, but still already thinning a little bit on top. I've always been like that, mate. An an oversized suit jacket, but with a backpack on with it, reviewing a burrito in the middle of the street. It was Glorious. I have literally shown that photo to <laughs> everyone that knows you in any way, shape, or even though, even people like Mike from uh, LBC who's met you like
0: once and I'm like, have you seen this? No, it's we've incredible. met loads of times, me and Mike. The it. amazing thing is, I don't really me- remember this, Sam. So how he spotted that, you know, years and years later, I did like, I don't know, I did quite a few shifts at LBC, but I was just a, I was just a grunt. I don't remember him. This is weird. It's really weird. The other amazing thing is... Uh, a friend of mine in Mexico about two years ago watched the same episode and, and did exactly the same thing amazing it is genuinely brilliant go
1: to at will gav um if you uh go to at will gav if you want to see that photo because it's incredible should we get to the, the right because we're on a bit of a, sh- a, a short leash here today
0: because you're actually in the middle of your real job yeah i am um so sh- sh- tell the bosses <laughs> <laughs> using their equipment whilst i'm being paid to be doing something else love it absolutely love <laughs> incredible. it
1: incredible so um should, what, what I think we should do let's start looking forward to the Sunday games we've got a load of tweets in as well and we'll go through the news as we touch on the games um, for example we still haven't talked about the fact that the Bills fired Greg Roman <laughs> it's funny that isn't it yeah. um, so let's let's pick out uh, a few of the games we really like and if we don't have time to get to all of the games I will do a little rap later we'll also have Fantasy Darlings people loved that last Ooh. week so Neil Dutton is back with a bit of oh, Fantasy Darlings Ooh. um and we'll answer your Twitter questions as well we've had a fair few of those in should we, I, I almost kind of feel
0: like we should go through the Twitter questions first do you know what we always leave them to the last and then you don't do them and we've let people down let's do the Twitter questions first Neil Dutton uh, of Fancy uh,
1: Darling fame says what will we see more QBs for the Browns or losses for the Patriots it is ridiculous that when Cody Kessler starts for the Browns this weekend it will be their 5th starting QB in 5 consecutive games that's genuinely ludicrous. Uh, on the same theme Cal t- uh, message saying if the browns had drafted Wentz would he have fallen down a well by now. This is obviously a reference to the fact that Corey Coleman has broken his hand mm-hmm. in training. And uh, if you want if you want an example of why we all should have known LeGarrette Blunt was going to go off today and by the way he's about to carry it for a third touchdown I reckon here. Do you um, what
0: do you think LeGarrette Blunt will have more yards on the ground than Jacoby Brissett. He, he does, will well he does have at the
1: He does at the moment, and I can't
0: imagine that Jacoby Brissett is going to start
1: throwing it around. He got a twenty-yard game, two twenty-yard gains on the ground himself, including the touchdown. So you've got to give him yeah, some yeah. love for that. If we did yeah. combined, maybe he wouldn't. But if you wanted an example of why he was going to go off today, uh, I have one league where I have Keenan Allen, Dante Moncrief. Corey Coleman out for the season 46 weeks 46 weeks don't do the sad music I'm not <laughs> looking I can see you scheming in there I'm not looking for sympathy I'm just saying so I had to trade away I've got like five startable running backs in that league so I had to trade away one of them I traded away Legarrant Blunt for Jordan Matthews who I like a lot this year and he scored two touchdowns and gone over 100 yards like three hours later what's the betting Jordan Matthews is going to go down this? if week? he goes down this weekend I'm quitting that league immediately I'm just going to resign but dude that's our our live league uh, yep yeah, I'm sorry I'm gone I'm done Sam Quick can take my place yeah okay
0: I think everybody would be on board with
1: that people have loved that interview by the way like loads of love for Samantha Quick. she was fantastic um uh, brilliant Bobby has sent us I'm pretty sure that he made this list himself on his notepad uh, a fe- feature on like the iPad or something and sent it to us uh, saying will the week three list of QBs be the worst slash most unusual of all time okay right I'm going to run down it really quickly yeah and see what you think Rodgers, great batter for him. He's done it by division. Rogers, great batter for him. Hoyer, sharp mark two. Bradford, made of glass. Stafford, inconsistent. Manning, good, if you like that sort of thing. Dak Prescott, good but inexperienced. Wentz, to see above. Cousins, you like that? Nope. Breeze, quality. <laughs> Newton, quality. Ryan, yeah, we'll just about do as a franchise QB. Winston, if he wasn't a world-class athlete, would be in prison for multiple sex offences. Hashtag allegedly. I'd like to say that we also... <laughs> Have hashtagged that as allegedly. Uh, NFC West. This is w- great, by the way. Wilson injured Palmer good. Gabbett shite. Keenum shite. Uh, AFC North. Big Ben Should quality. We be bleeping that for uh, yeah. non Irish listeners? Who knows? Okay, uh, carry on. Big Ben quality. Flacco franchise QB. Uh, Dalton underrated franchise QB. Miscellaneous Browns quarterback, whatever. Uh, <laughs> AFC brisket Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Brisquette. I love that everyone's calling him brisket It's incredible. <laughs> Tannehill, hot wife. Uh, Fitzpatrick, good, but he loves an interception. T- Tara Taylor, good, but loves an interception and has a terrible coach. Uh, <laughs> AFC South, luck, out of form. Brock looks good, but inexperienced. Bortles, no, he doesn't, not tonight. You haven't seen this nonsense. Bortles looks good so far, th- not looking good so far this year. Mariota, promising, but inconsistent. And finally, the AFC West. Simeon, looks all right, but inconsistent. Rivers, quality, he is a uh, uh, San Diego Chargers fan Smith, good if you like that sort of thing Carr, promising but very inconsistent I love that list,
0: well done Sorry. Basically what you're saying is there's probably only about five good QBs in the league this and week And he, I, I completely zoned out when he said Tan, Tannehill hot wife I had to Google uh, And he How got, have you not seen, you watched that series of Hard Knocks didn't you? Nope I was hoping you'd answer with more than nope, so I'd have time to take a sip no, of my No, I did not sip want of of uh, And <laughs> she's um, a, a very attractive lady. Uh, well li- done, Ryan Tannehill. Liam Cleal asks, will the Seahawks
1: offensive line cost them a chance of getting to the Super Bowl?
0: Yes. Well, I'd like to refer everyone uh, to the last episode of uh, The Gridiron Show, where I had a mini rant about offensive lines, and I think I'm right. We had somebody else got in touch literally saying to us why, um, literally
1: asking us that very thing. Why uh, is it that D-line D
0: play is looking really strong this week? Oh, look, it's another punt. Uh, can what I a just, shock. Can I just ask you on this? We've got one twenty-five left. or Oh, fake punt. They're going fake punt. This is live fake punt. They've not fake punting. They've just switched to a throwing formation. Who's going to throw the ball here? Oh, they've... Uh, they were trying to draw them offside. They, it
1: was they drew me offside. They drew me offside. Wow. Um, will, they, actually, they actually got a flag, but I don't know. Oh, it was against New
0: England for the delay of game. They are accepting the five yards. Uh, will Gavin, will... Houston have got a bagel at the moment. Will they try and rectify that, or will they just take a knee, take the loss with a bagel? Uh, probably take the loss at this point. Yeah, it, it, this would be their first shut out since 2003 when they were shut out against the Jacksonville Jaguars <sighs> it's a sad day
1: really isn't it Yeah. Jeff Fisher is only eight losses from equaling the record for a head coach, <laughs> 165. How certain are you that it will happen this season, Robert Kopp, If oh, I had to put my house on that one was. thing this season, that's
0: that's on the two
1: yard line. Wow, this is a clever thing actually. With these two kickoff returns, the NFL was like, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to make touchbacks 25 yards. you start on the 25, say the 20. That way, they'll that they, we won't see as many returns because teams won't want to return it because it'll be more of a risk that they won't make it out to the twenty five. But all you're seeing, and you saw it brilliantly today from the Patriots, is that teams will just either squib it or kick it short. And actually, and there was a this is thank you Jay Feely of CBS. The number of kick return, the number of touchbacks has gone down from sixty-seven percent of kicks last year to closer to fifty percent this year, and there are more and more returns happening because teams are savvy to the fact that there's no advantage mm. in getting a touchback anymore. So ridiculous! You've, you've, you, I said that had happened about seven or eight months ago when they first announced that rule, and um, it's very rare that I'm this right. But they should on have done it the now. other
0: way. They should have gone to fifteen, so people are forced to to run it out more often. There we go But that's all they, what they're trying to avoid They're trying to make it safe <laughs>
1: What they should have done Is just kept it at the 20 Because it was working Thanks buddy uh, Joe Russell After a 2-0 start Do you think the Eagles Can make the playoffs with Wentz I think they're in the NFC East And they're 2-0 So yes they can make the playoff with Wentz
0: Yeah yeah, I, I can't
1: disagree with that. Come on, mate, start disagreeing a
0: little bit. Uh, uh, they're not going to make it. They're a terrible <laughs> team. I think the Giants <laughs> will come out of that division. Eagles may go nine and seven. There will be other teams that be that will be better throughout the NFC, and as such, thus, uh, go the Eagles will fall out of place. And it's over in Foxborough. It is a bagel. You're a disgrace, Bill O'Brien. You've let everyone Oy, down. You leave Bill O'Brien. Well, alone. oh, oh, just because of the Penn State love. Alright I have that love too But that's not the point um, Robert Cop again gets in touch saying what, Robert Kopp w- w- What will happen to the Browns next
1: Who further Browns up their season I think it's got to be Isaiah Crowell going down next right He looked so good the first two weeks I think Hugh Jackson will go down
0: oh, God <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> that's, thought Yeah but that's really Brownsy. He's going to do something
1: like he, do he, a, said, he said "He I'm not blinking When he was asked about all the Browns problems this year So I think they knew it was going to be a terrible year And just all these extra things have just piled it on top um, Which of the eight teams are? That's too specific Jim McKinnon I can't figure that one out He's gone, Which of the eight teams on 0-2 will be 0-3 Come the end of week three Maybe both the teams coming to London the Colts and Jags both lose. We're going to get two zero and three teams coming to London. It's a week Definitely going to
0: happen. Yeah.
1: Uh, De in Bezing- Oh yeah. The other thing uh, Robert asked was uh, who will be the last undefeated team this year. Um, I haven't looked at the schedule, so I don't want to. We, we, we normally do that around week four when we look at the four and zero teams. But I was going to say the Patriots just off the back of this dominant win tonight. Plus they go against the Bills and the Browns up next. But then they've got the Bengals and the Steelers, and you can imagine them losing one of those. So you know they could be like. Oh, oh no, you're going to be 6 and 1 or 7 and 1. Poor you. Um whereas there could be a team that gets to like 8 and 0 oh this year. We uh, we'll do that later in the later in the year. I don't even know why I've touched it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Ed says De Bears in contention for the first overall
0: pick. Well, oh, weren't they your pick for the first overall pick, Ollie? Uh yes. I think it might have been the Ravens and then I quickly changed that. I think oh, oh it could be the on this rate, it could be Houston. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not going to be Houston. A, they're an awful ludicrous. lot I think, I think
1: Houston will still win the AFC South. and They've just gone in and played an incredibly well-coached team on a short week and got their asses handed to them. But I think they'll still win that division. Uh, and finally, Rob Cranmer, can you recommend any good NFL books? Well, this
0: sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, this is. I can recommend you go and listen to the podcast of the <laughs> All American Sports Show <laughs> and
0: uh, <laughs> the NFL Show with Nat Coombs, uh, of, of which uh, I am the producer of. There is a, a, a ton of books mentioned in there. I am currently reading a book called Paper Lion uh, by Walter Plim- Plimpton, who back in the sixties and seventies, I think it was around that time, he decided to um, he'd written a, 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 a he'd written. A piece about uh, being with an uh, uh, an MLB team. So he he wrote off to a load of NFL sides and said, "Can I come and be on uh, practice with you guys? Be a football player? I, I did a bit of football in college. I'm nowhere near good enough, but I'm a journalist. I want to get in. T- I want to get embedded with you guys." And so he did. And the Lions were the only one that returned to him and took him on. And it's an absolutely fascinating book about what it's like to be a pro footballer written by a, a proper journalist back, it back. you know, 30, 40 years ago. I couldn't re- recommend it any more, even though it is about the Lions. Walter Plimpton, paper line.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Paul Zimmerman, Dr. Z, A Thinking Man's Guide to Pro Football. It's an old, it's, it's a an older book, the second edition, 1984. I've not gone back and read the first edition, um, cause I'm not that sad. But, uh, he is a guy, he's profile football writers, uh, association, uh, kind of hall of fame level guy, one of the very first. One of the very first men to really look at football from an X's and O's standpoint when writing as a beat writer. Um, but that don't let you th- that think that this collection of his works will be boring and, and the sort of thing you don't want to read about teams from the 70s and 80s about their X's and O's. But actually, uh, it's full of great stories and great uh, anecdotes of those brilliant teams of the 70s and 80s as well. And he's one of the all-time great football writers, and it is well worth a read. So there you go. Two books. Cool. Off the cuff. Well done, son. <laughs> we, we did. I Literally, that is just because that's what I recommended when I came on the All-American Sports <laughs> <laughs> Show with Nat Coombs. I figure I can recommend the same book again. We've not necessarily got the entire same listenership. Like like 90%,
0: but, you know. No, I'm, and uh, I don't think they ever ask me. They never ask me. That's because oh, I'm bloody. too busy doing other stuff whilst it's been recording. Bloody. Whoa, pulling back the curtain.
1: Um, right, should we talk about this week's games? I don't. I want to know what you're doing in there because you're fandangling and I'm confused I'm by all the running around. Years,
2: just
0: a sec.
1: <laughs> right while well, ollie's doing his uh while well, ollie's doing his actual job i'm going to pick out a couple of the games that i really like from this week uh, now I've, I've got to say and i don't want to you know don't want to slag off anyone too much here or i don't know what the reasons are in fact i understand the reasons that uh, i think we talked about this on monday actually but washington new york is your game on tv what are you thinking sky that is a terrible terrible choice um what have they got? I actually don't know what they've gone for for the late game. I really hope they've gone Steelers-Eagles. but I've, They oh, have, yeah. It
0: is Steelers-Eagles, yeah. Good.
1: Or, like, Jets-Chiefs would have been fine as well. Heck, I'd even have taken Chargers Colts, but... Um yeah, I did not want to watch the 49ers in full against the Seattle Seahawks because that's not going to be fun for anyone. Hey, Seahawks fans, you know you need that bounce-back win after your offence has only scored 15 points in the last two weeks. Guess who's coming to town? Yeah, but Christmas you know, has come case, early! The 49ers' offence had looked okay the last no, couple of games. Blaine Gabbert is dreadful. They had, one, they had two good drives against the Panthers and they had it close in the fourth quarter, which was amazing. But then the Panthers just like went. Oh, we can go into second gear and we'll be fine here. You know, it was it wasn't a great performance. We yes, we played well against the Rams, but it was a terrible, stinky Rams team. So, pick of the six o'clock games. I love the Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And um, Minnesota Vikings, of course, Teddy Bridgewater out, and now Adrian Peterson out for what two, three, four months, unknown amount of time. Probably the rest
1: of the season. Probably the rest
0: of the season. Is that his last... Is that him done in Minnesota? I, he could very well be, but who's going to take him? Yeah, I
1: think the age the Browns, thing and the probably. injury is a problem. Um, I'm Actually, I don't know how long he's got left on his contract. Is he already extended beyond this year? I'm just going to find that out whilst I filibuster. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
0: but... but um, the, the way Sam Bradford And I know you did a piece for um, a Tuesday morning touchdown For the Gridiron magazine So sorry just to confirm He is contracted through next season as well So I
1: would think he probably I think he probably stays there that extra year Tries to get out onto the field next year And, and do some stuff for the Vikings I don't think They could they could cut him It looks like a relatively team friendly cut They'd, they'd have a, lose a bit of cap space But I kind of feel like the team would You know new stadium Particularly if they do well this year Roll out the big name for one last, final few games, maybe. I think they're sentimental. Minnesota and pick up
0: Christian McCaffrey in the in the draft. So the, sorry, yeah. Be oh, the new um, the new running back there. Oof. love Christian McCaffrey. Right, no, carry on. Sorry. I love Christian McCaffrey. Um, Sam Bradford, can he do it again against this Carolina defense, who have looked kind of porous actually the first couple of games? Can no. he do it again? No. Basically, I. Did, I think it was a fluke.
1: Uh, I don't think it was a fluke. I genuinely think Sam Bradford fits this offense better than Teddy Bridgewater does. Teddy Bridgewater cannot throw the ball downfield in any consistent way that I have seen. He's got far too flat of a delivery. Uh, he, uh, the way that uh, Gre- um, Greg Greg Cosell described it to us, is it's like he's carrying a dinner plate the way that he throws the ball, and so Sam Bradford has a much wider range of throws he made two or three really good deep passes but he also found the guys in the short and the flat they also picked up a few yards on the ground from, from Asiata as well it's interesting in this game because you've got two running backs down because Jonathan Stewart's out for two three weeks as well so you've got a bunch of people who have been picked up by everyone and anyone in fantasy leagues well Asiata against McKinnon and then Fozzie Whitaker against Cameron Artis-Payne and with both teams you've got a young guy who we've heard the team really like a lot but has never shown it on the field and a slightly older head who you would never trust to put the ball in you never trust to carry your team for a whole season but maybe for one or two games might do it i think that what the vikings have is a more workable situation if jerek mckinnon can come out and be the first and second down back and, uh, you know, be the one who can gash the yards up the middle and get those those yards in between the, the 20s. And then you bring that Asiata in in the red zone to punch the ball in, the short yardage back, the third down back, that sort of thing. Whereas Fozzie Whitaker, I know, had a huge game last week when he came in for Stuart, but it was against the terrible 49ers. Yeah. I don't believe he's that great a talent, Fozzie Whitaker. I do really like Cameron Artis-Payne in theory, but again, never seen it on the field. I do. I just think the Vikings, I do like Sam Bradford, I actually think what I saw from him on Monday makes me believe they can still go to the playoffs but going to Carolina uh, a team who didn't get to prove it against the Broncos, will want to prove it against a good defence, I
0: think that this could be a big Carolina win. I don't think it's going to be big I, I think it'll be 10-14 to 14 points but I'm going Carolina as well um, loving what Cam Newton's doing with Kelvin Benjamin with Greg Olson. Devin Funches is getting some touchdowns. Fozzie Whisker was was active through the air as well as on the ground as well. So, and you cannot deny that defense. Actually, the game end up could end up being a tale of two defenses. And I love the Minnesota Vikings defense. So, I'm still going Carolina Panthers. Uh the Denver Broncos travelling to
1: the Cincinnati Bengals. The Broncos sitting at two and o Cincinnati at one and one. Uh Cincinnati obviously had that really tough game in Pittsburgh last week in the pouring rain. Couldn't get Jeremy Hill really going there, couldn't really get anything going hugely on offense. Um and and I I still, you know, I'm still well above aboard, aboard the Bengals bandwagon. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have been better than I expected to be in the early part of the year without those weapons there. But well, we'll get to the Steelers in a moment when we we'll talk about their game. But, but looking at this one, I think if the Bengals need to make a statement about the fact they are still a playoff-worthy team and a team worth talking about being maybe in the AFC Championship game, that sort of level, then these are the kind of games they need to win at home. Uh, you know, I like what I've seen from Trevor Simeon overall. I don't think he's been brilliant, but I think he has offered exactly what that team need with a great defence and a great running game. This week could be rough for him i quite like the bengals to take apart denver i think they've got a better run defense than denver face so far and i'm going for the cincinnati bengals at home
0: hmm. <laughs> no i am going the bengals but their their rush defense average yards ranking is 32nd in the whole of the nfl okay they did come up against matt forte in the first game uh, who who what is, ran all on, is over it, them?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, is it based? Is that purely on yardage? On I yardage, don't on just on yardage. I don't remember Forte having that many yards, but I remember having a lot of touchdowns in week two. He had an awful lot of yards in that first. Oh, game. really? I, I I do not remember. But then again, I was away, wasn't I? And so? then
0: D'Angelo Williams had a very good game against them last week. And
1: again. Steelers are up, wet field, difficult situation. exactly I think there's a lot of these teams and I think the next game we'll talk about will be the Battle of Pennsylvania uh, who... There may be a bit of a mirage at the moment. We still through two games don't really know what they are because of the quality opposition the that they faced, and because of the uh, and because of the situations they've played in. Because okay, we're both taking the Bengals in that one, but Steelers going to the Eagles. You've got Carson Wentz, who's looked phenomenal through two weeks, but against the Bears and the Browns, and the Bears are much worse than I thought they were going to be this year. And then you've got the Steelers who came up against a Washington team who really don't look like they know what they are on defense they were a great run defense last year Mm. that's completely gone from their game the secondary is not playing well considering Josh Norman is actually playing well on his side of the field and people are slanging off Josh Norman for not moving with the number one receiver that's not what his assignment is there and he has been brilliant where he's been sat but Brashard Breland, who I like as a corner I actually don't think he's that much worse than Josh Norman has had a really rough year so far and they look poor at safety so the Steelers had a, a, a relatively easy game week one, and then won a tight, muddy, messy game last week. I want to see, you know, uh, what they. I want to see what they actually look like when they go against a really good offense. I want to see what that secondary looks like. I want to see whether Ryan Shazier yeah. can still cover in those situations. And I'm not suggesting the Eagles are that great an offense, but they're certainly better than what they've faced so far based on condition and opposition.
0: Okay, so you've translated to a different. Uh Uh, you've traversed, I I should say, to a different game to the one we were discussing. No, we both said Bengals, (laughs) so I moved on. Okay, Bengals, (laughs) that's fine, that's fine. Uh, I'm aware it needs to be a quick pod this week, Ollie. Just to go back to the Bengals, AJ Green, I expect him to be targeted heavily, especially in the red zone, because he's just had a birth of his first son. Eastern ace. <laughs> so they are. You, you're basing it purely on the fact that uh,
1: Andy Dalton's a sentimental old bastard and we'll want to get him a touchdown so he can do a baby celebration.
0: Exactly. <laughs> with, with a baby-sized football. Um, so that's going to happen. I've gone Bengals and Pittsburgh. As well. I've taken Pittsburgh,
1: but I, what I do like in this game is the Eagles uh, out of the backfield. I think Darren Sproles is in for quite a big game today. I think Ryan Matthews could have a good game as well. Um, is yeah. that why you picked up
0: Darren Sproles in fantasy? I did pick
1: up Darren Sproles in fantasy. I am um,
0: not believing it. In place of Danny no, I Woodhead. Be- basically, I believe I, that basically you I picked, picked up. up. I've picked up Danny Woodhead, Mark 2, in place of Danny Woodhead. I believe you've picked up Darren Sproles. I don't believe in his productivity. I know he got a load more touches last week, but... Uh, I just don't think he's that good. He's my flex option. Darren Sproles is a great football Oh, player. he's a great footballer. Brilliant returner. But I don't think he's a three-down-back guy. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see.
1: I think this week you could see Carson Wentz turn into Captain Checkdown. And you know who Captain Checkdown passes to? He's out the back of the field running back.
0: OK, <laughs> fine. Uh, another great game. I love the look of this one. It's in Arrowhead. Sam Quex, Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome The New York Jets. Yeah, this is one of the late games. um, You know. uh, Well, you went to the late game. Why can't I go to the late game?
1: I just. Yeah, I was. No, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying when it was feisty at four thirty in the morning. Ollie Hunter, I like it. Listen, I've been up a long time. These are two one and one teams. Who um, I I think we do know what the Jets are already, and I think that. they came up against a very good team in the Bengals in week one, and then in week two, I don't know what their defence were doing on those long passes from Tyrod Taylor. But actually, if you if you take away a couple of blown coverages on those long plays, they've looked much, much better than any other opposition in the AFC East. Obviously, I'm not saying they're better than the Patriots, but I think the Jets could go and give Kansas City some real problems after the Chiefs' offence really struggled against
0: the Texans last week. I can't say it any better than this. And this has uh, come from the horse's mouth, Todd Bowles. They're a hard-nosed, tough and physical on both sides of the ball. They've got playmakers on the outside, ball hawks at the corners, a tough safety, strong fast linebackers. They have a slew of running backs, a great tight end, a great receiver, and a quarterback who's very good. White flagging?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done, Bowlesy
0: brilliant uh, the Jets uh, we've talked about this a few times but the
1: Jets schedule beyond this game well including this game actually is pretty rough going forward they got the Seahawks next week then at the Steelers at the Cardinals home to the Ravens their next four games after this so desperate for a win of their stay in any kind of playoff contention I am however in the words of uh, uh, I can't, in fact I forget who does this It might be uh, <coughs> who even cares excuse me I'm saying roll the chop buddy Chiefs are only three point favorites, and I think that's about right. I think it's going to be a tight, <laughs> so reasonably low scoring game. Like I'm talking like a 21-17 type win. Um, but
0: I'm I'm going to take the home team because I'm, I'm taking the home going team. Going home too. team mental this I'm week. I'm going apparently. home team crazy, but I'm going for a big game. It's going to be like <clears throat> thirty six to thirty, something like that. It's going to be a great game. This is no- a game that they should have had on Sky. What are you doing to a Sky? Do you want to know one game where I am taking the road team?
1: Uh, I do want to know, yes. And there's another one where you can line up some music for it. Um, I want to see if you know which one I'm
0: talking okay, about. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, uh, it's none of the ones that I've got, so I'm going to say... Okay, okay. Is it this? Is it this? And you're ludicrous if it's this.
1: Let's of course it's not that. Are you mental? <laughs> come on. Okay. Like we only have music specific to like three different teams. I know. So come on. You've got to get it from now. There's only one more team it could possibly be. I don't know who it is.
0: Oh, come on. Then These guys aren't uh, on the road. Damn, Titans, damn. No, they're not. But So we've got music for them. And we've got music for one more team. Uh, uh, but we've already done these guys
1: no (laughs) come on
0: (laughs) who is it i don't know who it is ah is it these guys (laughs) tell us why you're taking these guys the san diego
1: Chargers are going to go into indianapolis this week and hand the indianapolis colts an ass whooping melvin gordon Has nearly 200 yards... I would be a terrible music DJ. I was all over crashing those vocals then. Um, Melvin Gordon has nearly 200 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns already this season. Do you know what the Colts' run defence looks like so far? No. 391 yards conceded on the ground through two games. Five touchdowns conceded on the ground through two games. They are doing exactly what they did in the Peyton Manning days, which is let's get a good quarterback and some decent receivers and hope that that can carry our entire team. And yes, eventually it carried Peyton Manning to one Super Bowl, but I think this Colts team are even worse than we thought they were going into the year. And I already had them going 500. I think they're going to go below 500. Everyone's going to be fine from that front office and finally Andrew Luck might get the service he deserves I think we've got another team coming to London the Chargers go into the Colts and win
0: alright I've gone Colts whatever yeah okay I've, I mean I've gone super home heavy yeah, you've really,
1: like, I've gone pretty home heavy, but that's super heavy. I mean, super home heavy. Right, I know you found the music now, but we can probably cut it off at this point. All right, there we uh, go. I know that they are without uh, a billion and one weapons, but you know what really impressed me last week is the work that the likes of Travis Benjamin got, that Tyrell Williams got. Philip Rivers likes to spread the ball around. Sadly, he's never really had a true number one receiver. Antonio Gates has been his equivalent of a number one receiver. He finally gets one in Keenan Allen, and he suffers a couple of big injuries in his first three, four years in the league. So... Sorry, Philip, but I think you win this week. So, there's some positives. Well done, Philip. What about the Battle of the NFC North, the Detroit Lions, going to the Green Bay Packers? Are you worried, Ollie Hunter? Because nah. your Green Bay offence looks flipping dreadful. Uh, the Lions will be more
0: like... <laughs> <laughs> Turn that off now. They'll be I... more like little pussycats, because it's. Uh, we're back in Lambo, baby, and we will be... Firing on all cylinders, I fully believe. Eddie, James Starks, Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and number 12, Franchise himself. We shall rule Tom supreme. Brady. F- you, you signed Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Mark that.
1: (laughs) Um, Look, I I have taken the Packers for this, but I did. So I did DraftKings again yesterday, um, and I'll post the YouTube videos and stuff. Um, We we sit around, we do some predictions for the games, pick our lineups, etc. And I took the Packers, but the Packers are seven-point favourites here. And I think that if you're a betting man, and I am... I would take the Lions with the seven points because I think this is going to be a lot tighter than that. The Lions have somehow managed to put together a half-decent defence even without having, I think, about 15 linebackers. They've got less linebackers than the Colts have got cornerbacks at this point. I'm not having They're, that they've, they've got w- a half-decent defence. They've not they got were poor the against,
0: They were poor against the Colts and the Titans are rubbish... Um, offensively, so I don't know how you can. The say Titans but... are rubbish offensively. Marcus Mariota is a player. Ah, I come think...
1: on, he hasn't hit his straps yet. I, I, I'm taking Green Bay, but I think it's going to be tighter than people think. It's a blowout, forty-one to ten. <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay. <laughs> um, right. What other games have we got this week? Because uh, we've kind, I kind of only opened those ones, but um, we've probably got about five more minutes before you have to bugger off.
0: I, I kind of have to go pretty sharpish. What about? the Arizona Cardinals going to Buffalo. Uh Cardinals these- win easy. Yeah, I've got a I've got a road win for the Cardinals. Just to say with that one,
1: we haven't mentioned it, but Greg Roman, what on earth is that all about? Seriously, you you like on so many levels I hate this move. I hate it because he wasn't the problem last week. They looked good on the ground and through the air. The defense is a mess, but he can't sack his brother Rob and More than anything else, Rex, you've fired your scapegoat way too early. You've gone in week two. You've got a terrible schedule ahead of you. Wait until you go like 0-5, 0-6, then fire your scapegoat and go, right, we're going to be fine now. And then if you win four or five games because your schedule gets a lot friggin' easier at that point, you look like a genius. Instead, you've fired your offensive coordinator, who you know I don't like, Greg Roman, and then you've gone on another three or four game losing streak. You look like an idiot. I've lost all
0: faith in Rex Ryan. I didn't have a lot of faith in him already. Was that trio your most hated trio? You know, community uh, in the NFL as,
1: as a head coach, coordinator, coordinator trio. Absolutely. Wow. Hands down. Hands um, down. What What other
0: game would you like to look at, Will Gavin? Look, what we'll do, Ollie. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the podcast? Before well, do you know what? I do have a pre-rec at uh, quarter past five. Is that possible?
1: Well, no. All I'm su- all I'm suggesting is I'm just I'll sit here and run through the last of the games. Do you want to uh, quickly pause this, note your picks down for me, and uh, I'll just go through the rest of the games and uh, and at least then and then I'll throw to fancy darlings and we'll and we'll get out. At least then we've done a bit of analysis on these games cause yeah,
0: sure. I've only got uh, all of my other picks are home teams. Apart all of from, you, you've apart, taken apart, from, apart from the Falcons. So the Falcons is the only road team you've taken yeah, beyond Falcons this. Steelers. Uh, Cardinals Texans And that worked out well You took the Titans I took the Titans Over the Raiders Yeah Okay. Yeah fine All of of the rest Home teams Jags over Ravens Yeah Jags over Ravens Giants over Washington Tampa Bay Over the Rams Seattle over the Niners (laughs) What? Um, You're crazy uh, Dallas over the Bears I, it's not crazy to pick all of those home teams. No,
1: I, I was making a joke about the idea you were picking Seattle over San Francisco. Fine. Okay. Look, Ollie, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thanks, mate. <laughs> Briefly, I'll, I'll speak to you on. Uh, I'll speak to you on Sunday morning. Uh, will you? Oh, are we do, are you coming on? I've been booked. Amazing. I did say to them I didn't want you, but the, they said it's much easier to book you. So. <laughs> You turn those cats off now, Ollie Hunter. No, how long does this go on for? How long... No, Ollie! Come back! Turn those cats off. This actually genuinely... Have you left your mic on as well? Oh, it's so horrible. I hate it. I hate it. Turn it
2: off.
1: The problem is it sounds like the cat is being, like, interfered
2: with. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
1: I did want Gotta you go, Ollie buddy. what it means is that That'll ollie work. is uh, i 'm doing talk sport on Saturday, on Sunday morning uh, between midnight and six a m and we 're going to do a half an hour NFL slot whether they like it or not, and Ollie is going to come on on the phone or skype or whatever, and we 're going to do basically what we 've just done here, but on national radio. We might as well just play this out, Ollie, rather than you getting up at four in the morning or whatever time we said we were going to do it. Are you, uh, I thought you were what, coming... leave the
0: cat bit in
1: yeah just <laughs> not leave the cat bit in no I don't know whether you were on air or just chatting in my ear at that point but so just a quick run through the rest of the games this weekend then we mentioned already Cardinals at Bills Cardinals at 1 and 1 Bills at 0 oh and 2 I, I kind of gave the Bills a little too much love on offense there Greg Roman wasn't that brilliant Tyrell Taylor got the two huge deep completions which made all the difference but those plays he ran with EJ Manuel when he came out were truly truly dreadful Uh the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Carson Palmer I thought looked brilliant the other night. Their defence ball hawking um, in that uh, in that big win over Tampa Bay. I do think, I think Tampa Bay are a very up and down team and I think you're going to see a lot of that from them this season. Um, so I've taken the Cardinals as has Ollie. We've both taken the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the LA Rams. That's one of the late games on Sunday. I just think the Bucs, when you get them at home and they can ease into that offence, I actually think the Rams... Their defense okay they've just they've held the Seahawks to uh 3 points but there was a bad Seahawks team with a banged up quarterback who was uh, Case Keenum isn't great Todd Gurley is struggling on the ground and the Buccaneers have got big big receivers who will have no problem catching the ball over the likes of Lam- LaMarcus Joyner. so expect a big day out of the likes of Vincent Jackson Mike Evans uh Cameron Bray, Austin Safarian Jenkins I think the tam- the Tampa Buccaneers could blow out the Rams in a big big way. Oh, the poor Browns going to the Miami Dolphins. If you're playing Weekly Fantasy this week and you're not picking the Miami Dolphins defence, I don't know what you're doing with your life. They're $3,000 on DraftKings and the the Browns are going to turn the ball over. I actually think Ryan Tannehill could have a really good week this week because he's going to keep being offered a huge amount of short field and also you know Jay Ajayi filling in for Arian Foster, Kenyon Drake coming in as well. You might see the Miami Dolphins score a lot of points this week without picking up a lot of actual yards because... I can see short field being given to them. I can see you know, Cleveland having to punt the ball away a lot and Dolphins being able to get it at their own half. It's just going to be... I think this could be a real, real mess. And what a shame not only to see two quarterbacks go down, but Corey Coleman as well. Brilliant last week. He's already got 173 yards through the air this season, two touchdowns, including that 58 yard bomb, which I think was the play on which Josh McCown was injured. I, I do feel really sorry for the Browns, but there are some great building blocks there for the future. So let's look at the positive, guys. Yeah? Yeah? Good. Uh, the Oakland Raiders out of the Tennessee Titans. I found this one of the hardest games to pick this week, um, but I. I ended up going with the Titans at home purely because I've been really unimpressed with that Raiders defense. And as I've just been saying to Ollie, the, um, I, I actually think the Titans aren't a bad team on offense. Marcus Mariota he's uh, 500 yards through the first two weeks, four touchdowns, two interceptions. I know against the Lions, they struggled a little bit. And that was a weird game with all the holding penalties. It was a total mess. Well, you've got, I think DeMarco Murray looked impressive against the Lions. Derek Henry looks the more talented of the two backs. They've got some decent receivers in there as well. Tajay Sharps looked good through two weeks. I just actually think they're going to have too much for the Raiders' defence. And uh, you know, Derek Carr coming into this year, I had some big question marks over Derek Carr. He's looked impressive through two weeks, but he's had to sling the ball pretty much constantly. This could end up being quite a high-scoring game, but uh, I think we both fancy a rare occurrence, Titans back-to-back wins. Surely not. That would be ridiculous. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at Jacksonville. We have both taken Jacksonville here, but actually, I think that's probably a silly shout. I think we're going to see two zero and three teams come to London. Um, Gus Bradley properly remains adamant. There's no need to overreact to week two. Incredibly ugly loss in San Diego. Uh, the Jags. Uh, they were. Bradley's now twelve and thirty eight in his three and a half years of coaching, and thirty eight fourteen to the Chargers one of the most brutal performances you've seen. Philip Rivers looked absolutely brilliant through the air. um, And the Ravens probably have had one of the more impressive offences so far this season that I didn't expect from them. Again, they faced the Browns, so you can't take it for too much, but Mike Wallace looks back to being Mike Wallace again, and they've got plenty of other weapons in there. Dennis Pitter has been brilliant through two weeks, 140 yards, through the air of 12 receptions. Lots of targets for him as well. Most targeted player on that offence by some distance. I think the Jags could struggle again this week. I'm sorry, Jags fans. I'm sorry, London fans. 2 and 0-3 teams coming to London. Oof. Uh Washington at the Giants both me and Ollie took the Giants in this one. Um it's simple. Giants defense has looked Actually surprisingly good so far this year. I really thought when they brought in Snacks and when they brought in Olivier Vernon and when they brought in, um, uh, the cornerback from the Rams, whose name has just completely escaped me. <laughs> those are guys who in every single one of them were the second tier guy in their tier guy in their team. You were wondering whether Snacks was such a great run defender because he had the other uh, talent around him. You were wondering if Olivier Vernon only had that phenomenal second half to last season because he had Indominic and because he had uh, Cameron Wake on the opposite side of him. Um, before the injury but actually they've looked really impressive they stopped the run really well and the and washington have got basically nothing on the ground at this point and washington who i loved their play design last year i loved their use of slants i love their use of uh crossing routes and the fact that they would confuse defenses they've just done none of that this year kirk throw to jordan reed on a slant route in the in the red zone it worked for you so well last year why aren't you doing it this season We gave that ridiculous stat earlier in the week. I think he's one of eight in the red zone with an interception and no touchdowns. And that needs to improve in a big way if they're going to beat the Giants. Um, And then on the Giants side of the ball, Sterling Shepard, how phenomenal has he been? So impressive. I think um, uh, NFL.com and uh, around the NFL had him as one of the top slot receivers in the league so far this season and he just catches absolutely everything thrown his way he catches it in traffic he catches it on the run he's good after the catch he looks really great and had to have him and odell beckham on the same team moving victor cruz outside where he's found a new lease of life you know if they can get a half decent performance out of a tight end week in week out will tie and larry donnell neither of them really stepping up to the plate or a half decent performance out of a running back week in week out that that offense becomes genuinely terrifying. So both of us are taking the giants in that one. 49ers Seahawks. Uh, if you need to fix an offense that has only had 15 points through two weeks, facing one of the worst teams in the league is probably the best way to do it. I think we've both got this as a heavy Seahawks win. Um, Dallas up against the bears, uh, that's the late game on Sunday night. be um, a huge number of people staying up for that one, are there? Surely? Let us know. Uh, Dak Prescott hasn't thrown a touchdown yet. They keep seeming to bowl it in in the, uh, in the end zone. And um, the Bears were willing to give up points for fun against the Eagles on Monday night football. They look hurt. They look injured. Lamar Houston went on to uh, injured reserve this week, who's one of my favourite players on that defence. And, yeah, I think the Bears look banged up. And uh, I think Dallas late... In the, uh, in under the lights are going to do that. And then we've both taken the Falcons to beat the Saints. I just think the Falcons are a better football team, top to bottom. Matt Ryan has been great so far this year, but Matt Ryan always looks great at the start of the year. He's had an easy schedule so far. I expect him to regress back to being an average top an average franchise quarterback so as as average as that can be um but i think we both fancy that against that saints defense they should have no problem whatsoever i know i'm speaking on ollie's behalf a lot but we didn't want to ignore any of your teams so thank you as always for listening and uh, just one final thing from us this week then it's week three your fancy teams have been decimated by entry seven top running backs went down last weekend We've had receivers, Corey Coleman, Keenan Allen, so many of them going out as well. What you need is some advice from Neil Dutton, one of the top fantasy writers in the UK, and his fantasy darlings.
2: If you'd paid a trip to a bookies before the start of the season and said after two weeks an NFC South quarterback will be the leading point-scorer in fantasy football after two weeks, you probably wouldn't have got very long odds. If, however, you'd said it won't be Cam Newton or Drew Brees or even James Winston, but Matt Ryan, you may be walking away with a little bit of coin in your pocket. Ryan has passed for 730 yards, three touchdowns and one interception so far. His reward for his fine start to the season is a divisional game against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are losing cornerbacks quicker than I wish I could lose weight. They have allowed 687 passing yards so far, which is the fourth most in the league this season. In his career against the Saints, Ryan has 4,523 passing yards and 24 touchdowns, his most against any team. He's also rushed 40 times for 132 yards, or Adrian Peterson numbers. Tyrod Taylor is going up against an Arizona Cardinals team that has allowed less than 10 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks through two games. This is the third fewest. Taylor had a decent fantasy game against the New York Jets last time out, but most of his production came on big plays on busted coverage. I doubt Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew et al will be quite so accommodating. In the sunny city of San Diego, the beams are glowing brightly on Melvin Gordon. After a disastrous rookie season, through two games this year, he has 159 rushing yards and three scores. He is also the lead back now that Danny Woodhead has torn his ACL, joining Keenan Allen and Brandon Oliver in the club. The only real competition for carries and catches in San Diego for Gordon is Andre I Run Into Walls, Williams and some bloke called Farrow. Never heard of him. He has a matchup this week, golden that is, against an Indianapolis Colts team that has allowed 236 rushing yards and 155 receiving yards to running backs this season, first in the league. Latavius Murray The lead back of the Oakland Raiders has two 50-yard rushing games this season so far and a touchdown in each. However, he's going up against a Titans team that, despite their head coach, is no joke on defence. They've allowed fewer than 10 fantasy points per game to running backs, which is the fewest in the league. They've also allowed the third-fewest rushing yards to running backs. In the receiving game, we travel back in time to 2010 when Mike Wallace was actually relevant, but he's relevant again. He's had 12 targets this season, he's snaffled 7 of them with 3 touchdowns for 132 yards, 16.9 yards per reception. He's going up against a Jacksonville Jaguars team that is tied with the Bucks and the Raiders with 5 TDs allowed to wide receivers. With the Ravens ranking 23rd in rushing yards and 10th in pass attempts, and Flacco saying he's going to continue to feed Wallace, he's a very very decent shout this week. When it comes to wide receivers to give a rest this week, it may be time to introduce Kevin White to your bench, if you haven't already done so, or maybe letting him run free in the wild. His quarterback for the foreseeable future is Brian Hoyer. Despite a, what looks on paper, decent matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, White has shown precious little to indicate he is even ready to be on an NFL field, let alone contribute at a high enough level to make him worthy of my attention.
1: Top stuff. Thank you as always, Neil Dutton the Fantasy Darlings. We'll be back next week. Take his advice. He's normally bang on. Uh, do give us drop us a line over the weekend at Gridiron on Twitter. We love to hear from you there. We'll be back on Monday with uh, Monday, well, Tuesday morning with a show. we back on Monday night football as well. Uh, and just, you know, tell a friend. Rate us online. Give us some love because we do love it when you do just that. Thank you so much for listening. Love you, bye. This has been the one man late in the year game. I hope that wasn't too awkward or bad. Good night, show.
2: asda get all your welsh favorites like a 350 gram pack of Colliers powerful welsh cheddar was well, three pounds now two pounds and six braces welsh cakes get two packs for just one pound 50 st david's day worthy at celebratory prices don't compromise asda save money live better selected stores subject to availability welsh cakes wales only one per pack